Welcome to the Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socialista Podcast. Brianna here again at the tiny home at Ferguson's downtown. Uh, today's episode is really exciting because I have Lo Dino, a local DJ here in Las Vegas. She's a part of the Rabbit Hole Collective, and she puts on this really awesome show called Nowhere every Friday, so I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to be Yay. here. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Can you tell me where are you originally from, where you grew up? So I'm from California originally. From I was born in Bakersfield, but I spent a lot of time in Stockton. Okay. So I grew up there um, with my mom. My mom was a singer, and my stepdad was a pastor, so I kind of, like, grew up around music, and Uh I did ballet at the time growing up, Um, and then for high school, I moved out east, so I went to high school in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a big move. (laughs) Yeah, it is a big move, but my stepdad was originally from there, so it was, like, kind of him moving us back to his area. Uh-huh. Um, that was cool. Definitely a culture shock, but I think that I, like, being in the two different regions of the world... Uh-huh. I think was good for me like it it let me see like west coast and east coast but I'm definitely a west coast girl hard. Yeah. like I can't deal with winters <laughs> yeah some anything so <laughs> uh, I, I live in Vegas them. yeah exactly right <laughs> sunny all the time yes I'm like like the past two weeks have been cold and I'm like oh no it hasn't even been cold it's just been cold for us Chilly, Vegans yeah. but I'm like nope I'm ready for shorts <laughs> I'm ready for tank tops right, yeah. like no yeah, that's funny. So, how old were you when you moved to Baltimore? I was um, about 13. Okay. Yeah, about 13 years old. So, that's like old. a pretty vital age. So, what was it like um, growing up, going to school in, you said, Bakersfield? Yeah. And then into Baltimore? It was definitely different, especially, um, like, Bakersfield and, like, California in general is um, kind of a melting pot, so there's a lot of different cultures and backgrounds, so I didn't really have to, like, sometimes I would be, like, the only, like, black kid in the class, but Mm. not really, but in Baltimore, it was, like, the exact opposite, where there was, like, a lot of African-American people and, like, not a lot of, like, other cultures, Uh so that was crazy, but I think that it was good for me, because growing up and being, like, it was, like, being my culture, like, just being pushed in front of me. Yeah. And I think that it just made me appreciate that a lot more. Sure. Um, I don't know. It was just really, it was really interesting. I learned a lot, but being from California and going there, like, initially, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people knew, like, off the bat that I was not from there. Just because the way I talked, they're like, oh, like, you, you sound weird. And I'm like, no, you sound weird. Yeah, right? I sound like people in the movies. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you sound crazy. Yeah. So I, I definitely remember just like that and like arguing with the teacher about her spelling my name. Because oh, right. they say like Ara uh-huh. instead of R. And I just remember being like, no, like, my last name is R-O-S-S. Like, what is this Aura thing? Like, yeah. she's like, no. Like, can you just spell it out on the board? And I, like, spell it out on the board. She's like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, after Baltimore, I moved back to California. And then shortly after that, I moved 
to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what was that? What was that like? So, moving from Baltimore to back to California, back to Stockton, because Stockton is a very small mm-hmm. city that mm-hmm. closes like everything closes really early. Okay. Like six p.m. Like the buses stop, kind of oh, wow. thing. You know. Yeah. Um. So moving from a fast city where like subways, you know, like I could be across the city in Baltimore in like twenty minutes, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and I got so used to that. And then moving back to a slow city, it it was horrible. Yeah. It was like I don't know. It was just like pulling teeth because there wasn't really anything to do. Mm-hmm. I went to college in Stockton, so like my freshman year initially, I got really involved in film. Okay. Um. So I kind of had like this film team, me and like two of my guy friends, and we would rent equipment from our school. And then, like, travel, like, up north to, like, Sacramento or to Monterey uh-huh. and uh-huh. go to shows and film bands. And then we'd be like, hey, we just filmed your whole set. So if you want this DVD that we just burned from you, it would be $100. But we can edit it for you for there 150 you There you go. <laughs> so, so we kind of, like, would flip it like that. And the equipment was free. So mm-hmm. we were just, like, making a profit off of that. And that's just kind of what I did for like six months I actually dropped out of college and didn't even tell like my mom oh really because she just assumed I was going to school because I was at school I just wasn't Uh enrolled in any classes yeah um and I think that was just I don't know that was like a big part of my life for a while was just like filming and getting more involved in music and stuff Mm -hmm. um because when I turned 18 I didn't really know what I wanted to do necessarily like um I thought I would do dance all my life but I got into an accident and after that it was like okay like it's what I've been doing since I was like seven so don't really know what to do now so um at the time it was like a tragedy to me like I was 18 and just like yeah I don't know what to do exactly Mm -hmm. but I think like thinking about it now I think that it was just like a good move and I wouldn't be where I am now doing what I want to do now Mm -hmm. um if that didn't happen I'm yeah. super grateful for it. <laughs> so weird how the universe works. Yeah, right? it is. Like thinking about it now, like I'm like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted yeah. to do that. Yeah. At all. That's crazy. I'm in a good place now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome though. I mean, like of course, not getting into an accident yeah. is awesome, but it's, uh, I think talking with a lot of other locals and just what's going on around downtown and different yeah. projects, it's it's kind of cool hearing different stories of people's universe like yeah. coming together for them if yeah. that like, makes any sense I don't know Just yeah no it makes perfect sense yeah <laughs> um but yeah so you said your family was pretty musically inclined like your mom was a singer yeah my mom was a singer she taught like music theory um in oh, schools cool. and stuff yeah so I always grew up around music like she was my choir teacher in elementary school oh wow that's amazing <laughs> yeah. what was that like was she like she was tougher on you or no okay like she was fun but she would make fun of me a lot because, like, my mom's, like, a really big jokester, too. Mm-hmm. So she would definitely, like, make an example out of me and make fun of me. Yeah. But she, I don't know, she's she's a cool mom. Yeah. Like, she's pretty chill. <laughs> Love it. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I am chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you have any other siblings? Or is yeah, it? Um, okay. I'm the oldest. Okay. I'm the only girl, too, so I'm, like, spoiled brat, and I'm the oldest kind of thing. But I have um, three younger brothers. Okay. Um, one is a year younger than me, and then I have... Uh, 20 year old brother and then I have a 16 year old brother oh wow so yeah I know that's like I have a I have a couple teenage age uh siblings and then I have one who's four so yeah it's so weird too Mm because I'm like like first off like being the oldest I went through a lot of like 
trouble mm-hmm. and i feel like my little brother gets away with murder right I'm like for real i would get in trouble for that i wouldn't have a phone for that it's like you get, but it's like you have it easy exactly <laughs> i'm like no way and then just like how technology is these days i'm like yeah it's so much easier for you than it was for me it's weird like, like i shared a computer with my with my two brothers growing uh-huh. up my little brother has a laptop of his own like yeah. i didn't have that until i was like well out of the house i know it's so strange like I, I mean, I grew up playing video games, and that's very right. much, like, what I love doing now, but it was still growing up, like, okay, now it's time to go play outside, and, yeah. like, go, like, go use your imagination, play with right. your toys, and now I feel like my siblings who are younger, they have those things, and my mom tries to reiterate, like, go playing outside, yeah. but, like, they're just constantly playing, like, Xbox like, oh, no, or something. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I remember growing up and being able to, like talk to my friends down the street and mm-hmm. like have little play dates or play in the backyard and yeah. I'm like I don't think kids do that nowadays like yeah. do kids even go to the park right <laughs> and I feel like now as an adult I'm like oh I wish I had the time to go to a park and hang out with my I friends know. I just feel like I'm trying to relive like my childhood <laughs> as an adult <laughs> you want to have a picnic I don't know <laughs> yes oh my god that's so funny yes I'm the same way that's so funny <laughs> Just like, it's so beautiful how we right, need to, like, exactly. enjoy the day. Let's go outside. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I feel like kids these days are, aren't really like that. Mm. But, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. It's a different age. Yeah, definitely. But, anyway, backtracking to, like, your your family's influence on yeah. you, what kind of music did you grow up listening to? I grew up listening to, like, a wide range of music. Yeah. Um, my mom really liked jazz music, so I remember that. I remember a lot of Whitney Houston and, like... Mm-hmm like old school R&B like TLC and Ashanti I vividly remember Ashanti because Ashanti was like one of my favorites when I was a kid Uh Um, and then also just like Christian gospel music but yeah and then my mom also liked you know Black Sabbath and Mm -hmm. like rock bands and stuff so it was a a wide range but I didn't really find like um, the kind of music that I necessarily liked or that is actually good until I was probably in like my senior year of high school because yeah. my stepdad was really strict too with our music so it was like you can't listen to this you can't listen to any of that like um and I like listened to a Bay Area rap but it was like mm-hmm. super secretive like I was super secretive wow. with it like oh like like Mike Drape I'm not gonna tell my stepdad I'm listening to him like I'm gonna tell him I'm listening to the Jonas Brothers <laughs> Which, I love the Jonas Brothers, like, Joe Bros back in the day, where I was a fan. That's so funny. Super fan. Like, I think I still have, like, some of their first CDs. Really? But definitely, like, um, in high school was when I kind of went through, like, the whole indie scene stage Mm -hmm. that we all went through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really bad. Bad bangs. (laughs) Bad green streaks in my hair. Um, But that, like, really helped me. Listening to movie soundtracks really helped me I think develop like Mm -hmm. an ear for the kind of music that I like to play now like getting into the like film industry of things Uh and like really trying to you know match different sounds with different scenes and stuff I think like really exposed me to like good music or Mm -hmm. music that I would consider good now Mm because I was listening to trash back then (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny how we grow up how our tastes yeah kind of grow with us like some I'm like okay like definitely guilty pleasure I'll listen to that still Mm -hmm. but no it's not something I'm prideful about (laughs) I know there's certain things I'm like ooh, why did I do that yeah or like went through that like 
alternative like yeah. goth like yeah, stage we in like, my oh. life like, and the hardest metal like band that you listen to is like Paramore or something which is <gasps> yeah. metal like it's not even a hardcore band at all I know all. she's still on my iPod but yeah it's yeah. <laughs> like like this isn't this isn't that hard dude yeah that's so funny <laughs> um I feel like now that uh music that I like grew up knowing and listening to or just music that was around when I was a kid that I maybe didn't know so much I'm trying to explore now as yeah. an adult and I like found a new appreciation for yeah, it yeah that's like um I feel like that's what I try to explore when I DJ is because mm-hmm. I'm like very nostalgic too like I love old school R&B and hip-hop yeah. so you'll find that in a lot of my music like I play a lot of like current remixes of old school songs okay and I've heard people even tell me like oh like you just give me like a, a something that's current but also like very nostalgic at the same time every uh-huh. time you play and I like that because those are the kind of like tunes that you listen to in your bedroom alone and you're like belting yeah the top of your lungs yeah. too you know and it just I don't know it just makes you feel nice mm-hmm. like it's just a really good feeling listening to that kind of stuff and even like I've been getting into this really big like disco phase because oh, really? in my head I think I'm like the DJ Donna Summer I don't mm-hmm. know but I'm, like, I've been, like, really listening to, like, a lot of Donna Summer, Anita mm-hmm. Baker, and, like, Diana Ross and stuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just, like, trying to, like, find, like, current, cool current stuff yeah. that I can do with them, so, yeah. Yeah. Can we backtrack a little bit to why you moved to Vegas? So, my mom got a divorce. Okay. And she moved out here, um, and then shortly after, I was like, oh, like, like I could deal with the big city again. Were you and out of, uh... I was in uh, Stockton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my mom was living here and I was like, oh, I could do a big city. Mm-hmm. So I moved here and at first I was kind of like teeter-tottering with like staying here or not, but I ended up staying obviously, but, yeah. um, it just kind of like all started to, to work out for me here. Like I mm-hmm. got enrolled in art school here okay. and then things just kind of like started picking up then. And I was like, you know what, Vegas isn't that bad. Yeah. Cause I think cause like when you initially move here, you just think of the strip and yes, you just yeah. go to the strip. And I just remember like going to the strip all the time to like find friends or hang out with people. And I found a few friends, but we were all trying to look for something different than what we were doing, mm-hmm. you know? And thankfully like we found downtown and like the art community here. And I think that's what really like made me stay. Yeah. So, um, so when did you, what year did you move? I moved here in 2012. 2012. So that was probably like prime time to win all of this. Yeah. Like barely starting. Yeah. 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 So what was that like for you when you discovered? It was cool. Cause it was kind of like, um, I don't know, like this little secret town Yeah. here. Like the beat was still open and they had like their open mics there and stuff. Uh Um, so I went through like a a few like open mics, um, one at Money Plays that I think it's still going on now mm-hmm. like every Thursday me and my school friends would go there and yeah. some of my friends would do sound there so we would go there and just like hang out some people would showcase like what they were doing whether it was like rap or mm-hmm. singing or whatever and I would just kind of like hang out with them so it was kind of just this secret like scene that not really a lot of people know about and I guess now it's kind yeah. of like that but like it's a lot more exposure to it yeah yeah I think and it's a lot bigger like you have a lot more to do yeah yeah that's what I'm hearing and yeah. I think um, what's the community is trying to market out yeah. to to the rest of the community? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because um, if you don't know about it, you're kind of just in your bubble. Yeah, or you're like downtown is so I don't know, like it's just so ghetto, or like they I've, think of like homeless people and stuff. But I've I'm like, it's not like that anymore. Saying that, yeah, yeah, when they like were growing up here, a couple of guests were like, oh, like it's still kind of at that time kind you had to be careful still, yeah. of where you go and. 
yeah, I think a lot, some people still think that. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, some of my friends, like, a few years ago, I remember being like, oh, like, I'm gonna go to this bar downtown, like, we should all hang out, and they're like, oh, like, I don't want to park my car downtown. I'm like, your car is gonna be fine. It's great, yeah, it'll be fine. You can even park it in a parking garage if you feel safer doing that. Yeah. Like, you'll be completely fine. I just remember them being really sketched out about that, and I'm like, okay, whatever, like, I'm gonna go have fun at this bar over here. You do you, I don't know. It's funny. What I try to do whenever I have people come over, because I have family over right now, I try to show them, like, the crazy part of Vegas. So yeah. we'll do, like, this trip, and we'll do Fremont experience just to be like, oh, yeah, that's the crazy stuff. This is what you expect it to be. So they get overwhelmed. They get and overwhelmed. Like, no, this isn't what I want. This is what I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I bring them here, and they're like, oh, what is this? This is so cool. Yeah. Like, we'll go to 11th Street Records and, exactly, like, yeah. the bookstore, or, like, downtown Container Park, and, like, mm-hmm. I think it's just nice to see... To show people, like, we do have other things here. Yeah, yeah, even nightlife, too, because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like people our age kind of come here, and they're like, oh, like, club scenes, like, let's go to the marquee, let's go to Sapphire, and I'm yeah. like, oh, like, I'm not a club person at all, like, I'm Same. definitely more of a bar person, so mm-hmm. you'll catch me free monies or in the Arts District at one of those bars, Yeah, and they're chill, they have good music, and you don't have... I mean, you have people stepping on your feet, but not as much as the strip. Like, yeah. people are going to be chill here. <laughs> like, it can get rowdy, but it's going to be, like, a good kind of rowdy. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I'm about. I'm not about being squished and being mm-hmm. squeezed into a tight dress and wearing super high heels just to get my feet stomped on and drinks. Yeah. And just to be, like, like broke at the end of the night, too. Right? Because strip compared to downtown is day and night like it is yeah no way it's crazy like ah, i couldn't do it Mm -hmm. i couldn't do it at all like (laughs) i could get like my boyfriend's drink is pbr like that's his water like we can get pbr for two dollars two dollars down here exactly like they'll like try to charge us 10 bucks probably on the strip ridiculous yeah i like that i've i don't think i mean i've been here for about a year and I try not to frequent the strip that often yeah. unless we have family coming exactly. in. Um, but I've never, like, gotten a drink down there just because yeah. it's so expensive. $20 for one. Okay. No. <laughs> so we're tonight. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So what inspired you to then pursue a music career and be a, become um, a DJ? So when I was going to school in Stockton... Um, I was doing the film thing, and I kind of got involved in, like, the music aspect of it, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, really was into, like, movie soundtracks and stuff, mm-hmm. so like moving here, I was kind of, like, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and um, being the mom that I had, my mom's like, okay, you're over 18, like, you're either going to work or go to school, wasn't finding a job, so I was like, guess I'm going to have to go to school. Yeah. Um, so I went to an art school, it's actually closed down now, but it was called the International Academy of Design and Technology in Henderson. Hmm. Um, they had like audio, they had art, like graphic art, and then they had film, and I think like design or something, like fashion design. Okay. Um, so it was like a really small school, like super small, like everyone pretty much knew each other there. Yeah. Um, like my class was probably like... 20 people at the end there was like five uh-huh. kind of thing wow um so I went enrolled in the audio program of that mm-hmm. it was just like trying to figure out because I knew I wanted to do something in music but I just didn't know exactly what I was like maybe I'll do sound effects I don't know like that seems fun maybe I'll start like scoring stuff and I kind of dilly dallied in like producing music but I didn't take it seriously honestly I didn't take like music making music or DJing seriously while I was in 
college at all Mm -hmm. like I didn't think that that was something that I would be good at like um I'm not a shy person but I'm like very to myself usually Mm -hmm. so I was like oh I don't know and I got really involved in a lot of sound department at my school okay to where like um we would do events and I ended up like towards my sophomore year of college there I ended up being the like head of it Mm -hmm. the head student of it so I would coordinate like all the events we would do like extreme things dance warp tour like battle the bands and stuff and I would like get all the volunteers and teach like workshops and stuff of life sound Mm -hmm. so um I thought that that's what I was going to be doing pretty (laughs) much like even like when I graduated it's kind of like oh like I think I'm just going to be doing this um, I got a job at Clark County, but it just kind of to, it kind of got to be like repetitive. Yeah. Not that like the the events were different every time, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like pushing boxes a lot, and I was like, oh, like you kind of have to work your way up to the top, which I have no problem with doing. But it's like like I've been doing this for so long, and I'm still pushing boxes. Like yeah. like these older guys aren't gonna aren't gonna move over for me right now. Like sure. until they like die, pretty much. <laughs> so kind of was like okay, let me try to explore yeah. like different avenues. And I was producing music like in my classes because I had, like theory and composition classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think that it was good. I actually would upload under the moniker Low Vapor, L O L Vapor. But I like didn't tell anyone about it and then someone like exposed me in my class. Oh no. <laughs> cuz they cuz they recognized the beat on SoundCloud from like a presentation that I was doing and I was like, "Oh no." Like, <laughs> I okay. found out. Yeah. Yeah, I could have probably went on forever as that. Really? But then I was like, "Okay, like maybe I should start producing a little bit more." And I was like, "Upload a little bit." Mm. I think I uploaded like one EP that I think you could find a few of the sounds on Dropbox, but it's not really good. Um, and then I got into podcasting because my teacher was like, like, it was an excitement. He's like, okay, like, you're going to make a podcast every other week, be whatever topic. So I started making a podcast on music, of course. So um, mine was based, mine was called Losers. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. I just always had to have a player on words or something. Uh-huh. But it was called Losers Radio, and we recorded live at a studio on the east side, and it just featured underground and um, indie artists of, like, all around the country. So yeah. I would just have, like, musicians and rappers and singers submit to me. Yeah. And I would listen to them and be like, okay, like, I'll give you some airtime. We would play, like, about, like, nine to ten songs. It would be, like, an hour and a half long. Uh-huh. And you can still find those oh, on SoundCloud, really? definitely, if you look. Oh, I'm going to look But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um... I started doing that. We would do that live every week, and it just kind of became, like, fun. And being new here, too, in Vegas, it exposed mm-hmm. me to a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. So I started, like, going to these shows and, like, finding out these artists and stuff. Because yeah. initially, like, I knew a lot of people on the East Coast, and that's who I was playing, or a lot of people, like, from California I was playing. Mm-hmm. And my producer was like, here's a list of bands that I need you to hit up because we need to get more local people involved. And so we started doing that. And that's actually how I met my boyfriend. (laughs) And we became friends that way because I found his band and was like, hey, like, I really like the song of yours. Can I play it? And we kind of became friends after that. And we're friends for, like, years after that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I met a lot of of local bands that way and kind of got into the scene that way, I want to say. Yeah. Um, And then from doing that, um, I graduated and I met the rabbit hole because I worked at Veggie Nation. Oh, cool. <laughs> I worked at Veggie Nation for a few years and I met the rabbit hole because they have their Meatless Mondays there. Uh-huh. And I was just like, wow, like you guys are playing the kind of music that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you? And it was Lucas. And he's like, oh, yeah, like we we're part of this group. And I started talking to them. Like every Monday we would just kind of chat. I met a couple of the other guys and 
they held this monthly event called the rabbit hole yeah and they would just play beats and like that was that's what I was really into uh-huh. and so I went a few times with like some friends and just kind of like got really close with the guys because they're like some of the most genuine people that I know yeah. and it kind of became this like running joke to where like every month they'd be like so you're gonna play a show with us this one oh, and they'd be really? like no <laughs> like no not at all and I think that went on for like four months and then in August a few years ago they're like so we put you on the flyer of the, wow. the all-girl show like we're having an all-girl show and you're on it yeah. I'm like okay <laughs> I guess whatever but I did it like they pushed me into it and I did it and uh-huh. it was so fun it was actually a bunkhouse and oh, cool. like my mom came my boyfriend came like a bunch of my friends came like my coworkers, and I, I think just the energy up there like mm-hmm. being able to like play the kind of music that I've been sitting on that I've been listening to and that I've been like wanting to share mm-hmm. um doing that live was just a completely different feel than like yeah. like recording a mix at home and then uploading it to SoundCloud and after that it just kind of like sky pulled it from there to where people were like oh I heard you there like can you play this show and um it just kind of has been like non-stop yeah since then and that was like two years ago wow so I don't know it's crazy to think of now that that was two years ago it yeah. feels like it was five years ago because uh-huh. I feel like I've just been doing so much but I'm just the kind of person like once I find something that I like I'm like okay how am I gonna be able to do this yeah like, yeah I want to do this for the rest of my life yeah so I've just been kind of trying to make my own opportunities mm-hmm. instead of waiting for opportunities to come yeah. um, which is where nowhere comes in pretty much yeah let's talk about that how yeah. that how that gets started um I've been in contact with the venue owners at the Sahara Lounge and they're like you know we like the rabbit hole mm-hmm. we like what you guys have and we would really like to incorporate you guys in our scene somehow and um we're like okay we don't want to make it like an official rabbit hole event because we have our monthly event that happens mm-hmm. but we wanted to do something so coming up with the concept was I don't like it wasn't hard but it was just like oh like what's cool what's different mm-hmm. what do you want to do because I wanted to make an oasis for like not only people attending but for the DJs that would play okay. so that they could play whatever they want like if they wanted to play something different than what they usually play you know mm-hmm. like they could come and do that and feel comfortable doing so yeah um so the name came from me talking to my baby brother <laughs> on the phone and him being like where do you work now because I just went like full-time DJing and I'm like oh like nowhere really he's like oh that's a cool place to work (laughs) I was like oh you smart ass like yeah I guess it is a cool place to work yeah it's like I would like to go there someday and I'm like all right whatever dude so that's like kind of became the name because like once you're nowhere you're like now here is what we say and like Mm -hmm. like you're now here away from it all away from the stressors away from like the things that you deal with every day that yeah just kind of weigh on you. Uh-huh. Um, so nowhere is basically just like an oasis away from that. And it's cool because I think we've only like had like six shows. It's every Friday. Um, and I have five DJs come out. I have pop-up shops come out, um, photo so booths cool. sometimes. So it's definitely like a getaway. Mm-hmm. And it's just starting. So people are kind of getting the word and it's kind of becoming a little bit more hype. But it's cool because DJs will come up to me and be like like that was the most fun I've had at a set in a long time you know and like at first I was kind of getting a little discouraged about it Mm -hmm. because I was like oh I don't know if this is gonna catch on I don't know but just hearing like DJs give me that kind of feedback and be like oh like I've wanted to play 
these few songs for a while, but I haven't had a place to play them and yeah. got to play them here. And even for me, too, because I know, like, being a DJ, like, you kind of get stuck playing the same songs sometimes or mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I know people like this, so I'm going to just play this. And being able to have a place where I'm like, you can play whatever you want. You can play show tunes for an hour, I say, if you want. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you can play a Drake soundtrack, like, the entire, yeah, right. the entire time. I won't mind. <laughs> um, but just having, like, that kind of, like, open space and open format for other people to just come in do what they want and just feel good and kind of like free mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. I think is amazing and it's I don't know it's just cool that that's the kind of vibe that it's been getting from other people yeah I love that it's so nice to see that you're curating this community yeah based event yeah yeah and it's just like, it's not even just a rabbit hole thing, because I know some people think that, but I've been bringing in DJs from other collectives. Like, uh-huh. Medina Sound is a really cool collective, too, that's out here, and been reaching out to some of theirs, some of the Dirty Bird people, just so it's kind of collaborative, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like in the downtown community, we all say collaborative, not competitive, Yeah, because we're all trying to lift our community up at the end of the day and not trying to, like, compete against each other. Yes, exactly. So I think that's, like, one of the big things, too, is that it all feels, like, very collaborative, it feels mm-hmm. inclusive, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's just kind of clicky yeah yeah I think that's a cool thing about it yeah I love that so where is that again so it's at the Sahara Lounge and it happens um every Friday at like 10 sometimes it starts at 11 but usually it starts right at 10 okay and for listeners who want to go is that um like a free event yes it's a free event there's no cover they actually have amazing open bar prices so for our days on Friday it's ten dollars for women and then twenty five dollars for guys open bar so I suggest uber yeah, if you need right. an Uber code, I will give you it, you know, <laughs> get the open bar, drink a lot, dance with us. We have fog machines and everything going, too. Oh, so. Sounds so cool. Yeah, it's super fun. It's super, super fun. I'm, like, always excited for Fridays now. Yeah, definitely. I have to make one. Make yeah, you should. You should, yeah. You should definitely come, too, because um, I have another event called No Scrubs. It's oh, a yeah. ladies' night. Yeah, that's right. And we just had our last one, like, last Saturday, and it was so, 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 so fun. And I was kind of worried because it was freezing cold. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like, people might not want to come out, because I honestly didn't want to come out. It's like, it's really, really cold. <laughs> that Vegas, like... Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, it's really cold. I don't know about this. I don't know if people are going to want to dance. Mm-hmm. But it was a really good turnout. I had um, two girl DJs. Well, I, I only uh-huh. have girl DJs play No Scrubs. Okay. But two DJs that, it was like one of their first sets. Yeah. And they absolutely killed it. And yeah. I think that's the cool thing, too, is that I've been getting approached by a lot of DJs that have been like oh, like, um, I've been mixing at home, but I haven't played live before, or I'm just starting out. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any tips for me or advice? Or can you, like, apprentice me? And I'm like, I cannot apprentice anyone. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not in that space. I think I'd be a bad teacher. What? But I can give you advice. Yeah. And my biggest advice is just to play a show. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a DJ and you want to play a show, like, make it happen. Yeah. Because once you, like, start playing, it's like, okay, I'm fine. Like, you'll get jitters, and then you'll be like, oh, this is what I was made to do, so right. I'm just going to continue doing it. Yeah. And it just, like, once you get over that first show, it's like everything just kind of just kind of gets better after that. Like, the first uh-huh. show is always kind of the hardest and the most scariest, but after you get past that point, you're like, okay, that was no big deal. Yeah. Like, and then even um, with the two girls playing, like, they were glowing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, even afterwards, they were messaging me being like, oh, my gosh, like, that was so crazy. That yeah. was so fun. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's exactly. And it made me remember, like, playing at Bunkhouse my first time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just how that felt and, like, the, the adrenaline rush that I got from it and that I still get from it. Yeah. And just, like, being able to give other people the opportunity, I think, is very important to me, too. Yeah. Like, um, 
because if I didn't get the opportunity to play a few years ago, I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't. I don't know what I would be doing. Right. I'd probably still be working my regular job. I wouldn't be a full-time DJ. I wouldn't have the opportunities that I've gotten. So me being able to give back to my community and give back to other DJs doing that, like, is super, super important to me. I'm glad that I have the platform to be able to, to, be able to do that. Yeah, I love that. You're really being a pioneer yeah. for, for try, that community. Try. Yeah, you are. It's Let's amazing. get it. Yeah, right? Let's keep it going. I love that energy. I love that you're doing that. So thank you. But um, let's talk about when you're on set or when you're playing. What ins- What is inspiring you? How do you come up with your actual sets? It's different every time. It yeah. kind of depends on, like, my mind frame at the time or um, the event even. Um, I think the latest set that I put out um, was called The Sweetest Thing. I put it out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like my late Valentine's Day post because I asked people if they wanted a Valentine's Day mix for me, and a lot of people said yes, uh-huh. and um, I didn't put it out <laughs> because I just didn't have the time. Sure. Like I had been going through some um, technical issues where I downloaded like a bunch of new music and all my files were corrupted. Oh, so gosh. I was like super bummed about that and yeah. like trying to find the time to like download like 250 songs again. Right. Wow. And um, I finally was able to do that, and I was like, okay, let me put this mix out. And then my anniversary came up, so I was like, oh, I'll just put this out then. Like, that would yeah. be the perfect time. But, yeah. like, that mix I curated just based off of, like, you know, love and just the kind of songs that you listen to when you're in love or mm-hmm. when you're falling in love and stuff. So it just kind of depends on the event. Like, for, like, No Scrubs, My Ladies Night, I definitely try to play, like, a lot of girl power music, yeah. a lot of guilty pleasure girl power music. Like, I, if I'm able to play JoJo that night, then it's a good it's a good time. It's a like Juwan Girl singing JoJo is the best uh-huh, thing ever. Yeah. Like like just hearing get out like screaming at the top of like of a bunch of girls' lungs is amazing anyways. <laughs> so it just kinda depends. Um for rabbit hole shows I definitely try to go like more beat scene mm-hmm. So um if I hear sometimes it starts with a song then I'm like, Oh I gotta play this song like my rabble hope people will appreciate this song so much or it starts with like just the kind of vibe that I want to feel sometimes I want to go more chill more like mm-hmm. sexy time music sometimes I want to like just go really hard and just have like really upbeat dance music or yeah. like I've been getting into this big disco-y right. phase so yeah. um nowhere you'll definitely catch me playing a little bit of disco mm-hmm. kind of music like to get people dancing and stuff but it, it's definitely just different I try to not I try not to put myself in a box when it comes to music. At least lately, I feel like I've started to get that way. Yeah. But I'm like, let's not do that. Like, play what you want to play. Yeah. Because I have the platform to be able to. Right. Um, so just like if I like it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play it. I'm going to incorporate this somehow. Mm-hmm. I'll play the Arthur mm-hmm. theme song if I want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can I'm probably make it fire too. <laughs> yeah. I actually, there's like this chance to the rapper remix, and I played it for his Friday, and I played that song. People loved it. They're like, where is this from again? Where is this from? And I'm like, Arthur. It's no <laughs> Arthur. Remember? That's fantastic. And it was super fun. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that I dig a lot for music. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I try to spend at least like two to three hours a week just digging for music on soundcloud or youtube um whatever platform i go through my favorite dj soundcloud likes mm-hmm. and see what they're listening to That's i go smart. through my friends soundclouds and their likes and see what they're listening to and yeah um i think that's like the biggest thing like if you want to be able to like play a wide variety of music you definitely like want to be able to dig like and have a lot of music like i have hours mm-hmm. of music like probably like two weeks worth of music 
that Gosh. I could just pull out. That's crazy. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I really have been wanting to play this song. Like, I have a Full House remix that's really, 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 really funny, but really, really, like, lit. Like, yeah. it's just, it's super fun. And I played that at, our, at the Rabbit Holes three year. And uh-huh. I just, like, I'd had it for, like, months. And I was like, I just need the opportunity to play this yeah, song. Right, right. Like, who's going to appreciate this? Yeah. And I knew, like, at the Rabbit Hole that they would appreciate that. So playing that, I think I kind of, like, curated my whole set around that to where it was kind mm-hmm. of um, nostalgic but, like, fun. And it just kind of became, like, this huge thing. And when people heard, like, that first line of Full House, they're like, is she really doing this? What mm-hmm. the heck? Mm-hmm. Even, um... I played Beauty Bar on Halloween, and I, my whole set was just remixes of Halloween songs. Oh, really? And it was super fun. That's awesome. Like, it was super fun. I played, like, Thriller, um, yes. like, some, like, Freddy songs, uh-huh. and just, I don't know, it was, like, really, really weird. Different for me, definitely, because mm-hmm. I'm more R&B, but I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, gonna have fun. Yeah. And just play a lot of, like, get people in the Halloween mood. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I know you said you do a lot of digging on, like, SoundCloud and, like, yeah. YouTube, but how do you... Um, because I'm sure you probably have, like, a certain style that yeah. you probably keep to. or um, So how do you get out, get out of your comfort zone when you're... I think just trying to be open to listen to different artists, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and be open to other people's suggestions, too. Because I have people that are like, oh, like, you should listen to this person. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I get stuck in not listening to new music. So definitely just, like, um, like yeah, I'll go on, like, you know specific sites or specific DJs SoundClouds and listen to that but I also will go on the explore page and just like try to find like just random stuff yeah um and I usually get really lucky with that where it's like oh like this person reposted this and it's not necessarily what I would play but it's really really cool I think it's really really cool Mm -hmm. so I think just being open-minded to it and just um, not really getting into a specific, not trying to find a specific thing all the time. Yeah, just is open. yeah is a good way to like start it. Cause sometimes when I'm digging, I do have like a specific song that I want to look for or mm-hmm. a specific artist or mm-hmm. something. But sometimes I'm like, I don't really know where to go from, so I'll just start on the on the explore page and just scroll down, push play, yeah. listen to it, yeah. try to get through it. If I really don't like it, I'll just go to the next thing. But just like taking the time to just go through that explore page because I don't think people do that a lot yeah like just stay on that first page of the people that you subscribe to and stuff mm-hmm. and then with the related tracks too on SoundCloud like oh, yeah. sometimes they're not that good but I feel like lately SoundCloud's algorithms have been stepping up their game yeah and um like they've even started to make playlists based off of things that you liked oh that's cool. So I'll go on those two randomly on the like SoundCloud app and be like, oh, this is cool. I wouldn't even heard this before. Yeah. So definitely just staying open minded about like trying to find things uh-huh. and get out of your comfort zone, which yeah. is hard sometimes. It's definitely mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Because I've even like even this past week, I was like, I think I've just been playing the same things. Like mm-hmm. this isn't fun. And like yesterday, I played Regination Henderson for me this Monday, and I just played all new music. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that felt really good. Yeah. Like it's always nice to just play new stuff. Yeah. Because sometimes you get stuck. Yeah, I feel like it. It really gets those like creative vibes or like yeah. juices going that yeah. you, you you need it. Yeah, because like I play cafes. 
um, like quite often during the week too and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like okay I'm just because cafes are different than shows because I'm definitely a lot more yeah. chill yeah. I have to be conscious of like more conscious of my audience because people are trying to eat people are trying to vibe there's children so I can't really play like super hyped up music with cursing in it <laughs> which is kind of hard sometimes but yeah I've definitely found I think because I've found like a good group of songs that a wide variety of people like of all ages uh-huh. and I kind of like have been stuck in that okay. so playing the same songs at cafes I'm like oh like this is so old like mm-hmm. I can't do this mm-hmm. so recently I was digging for songs just for like my cafe yeah. stuff because usually like when I'm digging for music I dig for music that I play at shows like bars and stuff and, yeah um events but finding songs for the different like venues mm-hmm. I think it's super important too because I definitely got stuck and I was like, oh, like I'm playing this song again. Yeah, I'm I playing these same songs. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like when you're doing that, obviously you have different crowds and you have, yeah. uh, like you said, sometimes you might have kids and you just have yeah. to like be, be smart about it. Yeah. What What are the different vibes or like reactions you're getting from these different sets of like people? Usually, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I play Veggie Nation Henderson every Monday night for Rabble Holds Meatless Monday. Yeah. And at first, like, coming from downtown to go to Henderson, the first couple of weeks were rough for me. Right. Like, because, like, I played First Friday, which was all ages, and, uh-huh. um, like, they really had, like, a strict, apology, a strict policy on, like, no curse words and stuff, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Let me group up these songs and stuff, and I did slip a few times, but no one really noticed. Yeah. But um, playing Vegination Henderson the first two weeks, I was like, I don't know what these people want to like hear. Yeah, yeah. Because like I would just get like Snickers if it, like things were like too instrumentally or too oh, high. Yeah. And I just remember like I just remember turning both of like my pitches like to the slowest speed and just playing everything really slow. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, but um, I think like a couple weeks in, I was like, okay. Like, I think that was just those people for that week or whatever. And mm-hmm. lately, I have, like, a little cafe crate where I just play, um, I guess, like, universal, like, fun songs. Like, um, some throwbacks, some currents, but with a twist. So, just things that people, like, I think that people would like. Like, mm-hmm. Frontin' by mm-hmm. Pharrell. Like, remixes of that. Yeah. Like, just, just fun, upbeat kind of music. And then music that I think makes people productive, too. Because I know sometimes people are, go to cafes to, like do work and stuff yeah. or to have meetings and I'm like oh I want some upbeat like fun music that everyone can listen to mm-hmm. um so yeah just I don't know just that kind of vibe and it's been a lot easier and I've been doing it for a few months now so yeah it's been a lot easier but I I definitely got stuck within like the the few like same songs mm-hmm. yeah so how would you explain the Vegas like music scene or like DJ scene um I would say it's a lot different than I think people per like perceive it to be because mm-hmm. when you think of a Vegas DJ, you think of like the Strip, you think of Diplo That's and Calvin of. Harris yeah. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's funny because people are like, "Oh, like, do you ever dream about playing the Strip and stuff?" And I think it would be cool, but I just don't want to get stuck playing like music that is given to me. I want to continue to play music that I like to play, yeah. which is why I like playing downtown. You know, and I'm sure. perfectly fine with that. Like, yeah, I'm perfectly yeah. fine with not playing mm-hmm. at certain nightclub. <laughs> playing music that I, that I hate because yeah. I got stuck doing that too um but the I would say like the downtown scene um I didn't know that there was like a DJ producer scene until I met the rabbit hole guys okay like I'd followed you know scenes in LA and 
in Baltimore even and like I just didn't think that that happened here so meeting them definitely exposed me to a lot and I want to mm-hmm. say that like not even because I'm a member of the rabbit hole but mm-hmm. I feel like the rabbit hole itself is definitely making a platform for the beat scene here in Vegas okay. and they've kind of been like uplifting like other beat scenes too so yeah. I feel like that's a really big push mm-hmm. in the right direction mm-hmm. um and then having like their central our central event that we have monthly like that's bringing in other DJs even we were doing this event called Sunday service at Odd Fellows, and we had we asked producers to come and play just plug in their phone to the laptops and yeah. play 30 seconds of a song yeah. like whatever you want to play so it's kind of like a showcase we call it the beat showcase uh-huh. and I think that was opening people to like come out and be like oh like I'll play a few minutes of this song or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so definitely when you think of when I think of a Vegas DJ I think of my friends yeah like I think of the people that I see every day that are downtown um because when you're downtown and you're a downtown Vegas DJ you're not only DJing but you're most likely curating mm-hmm. the events too you're curating mm-hmm. the vibe you're curating the event um it's like cricket cricket's playhouse mm-hmm. um she puts on every month and that even is popping like cricket is I think like one of my favorite DJs in Vegas. She's yeah. a boss babe, like completely, mm-hmm. and she she curates an entire event too. Like Medita um, Sound, they curate their events like Juicy Beats. So I I know that the scene here in Vegas, like you're like you have to be more than just a DJ. You have to have a bunch of creative abil- abilities to go along with it. Yeah, definitely. Which is is cool because then you're making it your your own. That's true. That's what I love about that. Like you said, you're like you're coming up with these ideas you're you're curating them and yeah it's like and you're putting them out it's start to finish which yeah. is really cool yeah it's definitely like full circle kind of thing as yeah. opposed to like just showing up and mm-hmm. plugging in and playing and be like all mm-hmm. right like give me my check and i'm gone yeah right <laughs> have you played in other cities um i played like a house show in la okay but i haven't like played like majorly in other cities this year definitely mm-hmm. this year i definitely have some things in the works so Ooh, i definitely cool. like i'm gonna go on excuse me on tour this year yeah um but yeah so it should be fun I love traveling already so yeah like as much as I travel I should be booking shows in other places definitely that's so cool so from that time you played in LA how was that different than here it was kind of like a similar vibe to what Mm -hmm. I'm used to because it was a house show so it was kind of like it was intimate definitely and um, I got to play whatever I wanted to play pretty much too but um I think the difference was just the people because I know in Vegas like a lot of people are more intimate here like they want to know more about you they want to know more about like your story or mm-hmm. like what your inspirations are yeah um like musically and stuff and out there it was kind of like oh like that was super cool and then like that's it you know yeah like not like trying to dig in like get more involved in like what you're doing mm-hmm. so yeah that aspect of it was definitely different um didn't didn't make a lot of friends that show I guess guys as opposed to like Vegas like after you play a show people are like oh my gosh like that was so cool what's your name Mm -hmm. who are you like let me follow you and then you like have a new friend yeah who is liking all your Instagram posts right in front of you you know (laughs) thanks girl (laughs) (laughs) I think that's super cool yeah yeah definitely in LA it wasn't that at all Mm -hmm. yeah have you been able to, um, or do you have hopes of maybe going to Baltimore and playing? Or? Yeah, I do. I, like, really, really want to go, because my best friend still lives out there, too, and I have, like, okay. a lot of friends. Um, so I definitely want to play 
like some East Coast shows. Ooh, go um, to Philly. Go back. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of like I have a bunch of friends still out east too, like in okay. Philly and cool. in New York and stuff. So I definitely like they've been like, okay, you need to come out here. But every time like I'm like, okay, I can go. It's just too cold. Like I'm like, oh, I need to wait. This another. is a bad time to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I think about going, I'm like, oh no, it's too cold. I don't feel like buying a coat. I'm not gonna need mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know. So that just keeps happening. But maybe this year, maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe this summer. Maybe this summer you'll catch me on the East Coast. That might be cool. I've been saying this for, like, the past two years, too. Like, oh, I'm going to go to Baltimore and play a show. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to go to New York and play a show with uh-huh. my friend. And it just, like, it gets to be too cold. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, your did best that. bet is summer. Yeah, I'm like, did that. Yeah. You can't do that now. Not again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a cool next yeah, step definitely. for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, tour is going to come this year, for sure. I love it. Do you have any places or any specific shows you can maybe talk about? Or um, secret? You, you may be getting an out-of-state show for me in California next month, Ooh, okay. but nothing is set in stone. Okay. So you so, got to follow me for all that. Awesome. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So what are some, other than the traveling, what are some other goals that you have Um personal or with your with your DJing um I definitely want to curate a lot more events I want to collaborate with a lot more like venues Uh um and just I guess like businesses and stuff I have a few collab more collaborations coming up too Mm -hmm. one at Oddfellows that I haven't officially announced yet yeah um I'll be at Oddfellows doing a 90s tribute night with them once a month and that's gonna start March the 21st actually I'm gonna be there that's it's gonna be so fun oh my god like we're getting the old school 90s cups to drink out of like (laughs) I'm living for this (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun um and we're gonna be playing like all styles of '90s music. Like, so you'll hear Nirvana, you'll hear Deathman's Child, mm-hmm. like, you'll hear it all. Um, but yeah, just a lot of more collaborations I want to do this year. Um, I just want to work a lot more. Yeah. Like, um, I want to collaborate a lot more. I want to do a lot more shows because um, I play quite frequently. But I want to uh-huh. put together more shows and like, yeah, um, curate my own shows. Yeah. And I've like been able to do that this year, but I want to do it more. Um, I want to have more shows that are not just with DJs, uh-huh. um, but, like, with bands, with singers. Yeah. Like, I want to play more with people that aren't just, like, in my immediate scene. Mm-hmm. And just expose myself to different to different avenues of art, too. Um, I just want to be more of a boss. <laughs> yeah. I, well, boss. I already think you're, you're a boss, babe, so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, definitely more of a boss. Yeah. And I guess, like, paint more. Paint? Yeah, me and my boyfriend painted on our anniversary, like, oh, a few cool. weeks ago, and yeah. it was super fun, and I was like, oh, like, why don't we do this, like, more often? Yeah. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I'm kind of good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I think my painting turned out really well. Uh-huh. So, yeah, definitely paint more, and also, like, rest more. Mm-hmm. Like, um, sometimes I, like, you know, you just get going, 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 yeah. and then you just can't go anymore. So definitely, like, a lot more rest for myself and a uh-huh. lot more, um, being a lot more easier on myself. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I, I, like, come down on myself hard and I'm like, oh, like, you're not doing enough or, mm-hmm. like, this isn't working out. Like, how are you going to get this to be more like this? Yeah. And then, like, you know, someone will tell me, like, oh, like, that was so awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I am pretty cool. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop doing self-love. that to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, a lot more, like, self-care, too. Like, taking care of myself, like, yeah. physically and mentally. Um, have a really, like, 
had the time to do that so just taking more time to myself yeah that's so important yeah um especially i know kelly bennett is like so big into that and she um she was just telling me about how now on the weekend she like turns off her phone and puts it in a cabinet and like just leaves it she doesn't check it i'm just like i need to do that (laughs) i was like oh my god can't be on the weekend yeah yeah oh my god yeah for you yeah Yeah, i need to do that because i like am pretty attached to my phone too i've noticed like Mm -hmm. since doing all these events i'm always like um oh i need to text this person oh i need to send off this flyer or oh i need to like email this person yeah and i'm like oh it's getting so bad and it's but i think like I'm like such a now person so like when I think about it I have to text it or I have to do it yeah or I feel like I'll forget about it but yeah. like no I just need to make a list and just do that all at once and yeah. then just turn it off and just be away from it because but it's hard it's hard I when know. when like social media like doing social media is kind of like part of your career mm-hmm. like that's a rough thing about it and I've been slacking a little bit on my Instagram like I haven't really been posting a lot um a lot of pictures and stuff just because I've been like oh like I don't have anything cool to post I don't (laughs) really feel like taking a selfie or anything so I just like have been slacking on like posting but I've been really um active on like my stories Um, yeah that's like one more thing that I've been really trying to do more this year is like go live more Mm -hmm. this year like I've been like doing random live streams the past few weeks they're just fun like they're fun to do like I can just hop on it's just one button I can connect with mm-hmm. a bunch of people and play some fun music for them. So I'm, I want to do more smart. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do more lives. And, like, not even, like, just music lives. Like, I want to, mm-hmm. like, have my friends over and cook food and be like, let's just go on Instagram Live and cook while we're on Instagram Live and yeah. talk to some people, you know? Make it more intimate. Right, exactly. Just, I don't know, like, be more, um, I guess, like, have people know me more as like a person and not just as a dj because mm-hmm. i am like a very to myself person when it comes to my personal life but like i'm still like very open and i try to be very friendly i am very friendly yeah but sometimes it comes comes off as me <laughs> really <laughs> because like like um i'm not a shy person i just am like like awkward so I'm not I'm not one to like if I see you and I know you like I'm not one to like be like oh hey unless like we really really are close like I'm yeah. more of like okay you approach me kind of person yeah. and sometimes people are like you didn't even talk to me that day and I'm like I was waiting for you to come talk to me like right. I don't know yeah I feel like coming from the east coast that's definitely like something that we yeah. do and I try yeah. I try to like realize like okay people here don't think like yes, that exactly. like just say hi I've done that and I'm like oh shoot like I looked right at him I should have just like yeah and it's so hi. awkward that's like the thing that always gets me yeah. too is like I'll like make eye contact with the person and I'll be like oh like should I head nod at them like should I go up to I'm like no 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 like wait <laughs> wait calm down <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah like I feel like people I don't think too many people like like think that I'm a rude person I just feel like people are like oh like I don't know about her sometimes oh really like I just don't seem like an open friendly kind of person I I think like this is just me like now trying to implement like not trying to be hard on myself about that yeah and and implement that into like saying that's okay just because like yeah it happens and like I'm an introverted person right like normally in my normal life so after like talking so much to people like which I love doing it's just like okay now I'm I'm done like yeah yes that's exactly like I'm an intro extrovert um but, like, when I'm, especially playing shows, like, after playing, like, three shows, like, mm-hmm. back to back to back, I'm, like, I don't want to be around people. I yep. don't want to talk to people. Yeah. Like, be in an Uber, going home from a show, and just be, like, please don't talk to me. 
Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I just dealt with people all day. Yes, that's in the last thing you want to do sometimes. Yeah, just... and I'm very empathetic too. Mm-hmm. So like people's energies like really latch on to me sometimes, and I've been really good this year like blocking that out and like not really letting other people's energies affect me. But sometimes I'm like, they were in a bad mood, and now I'm in a bad mood. That's like, so hard to like yeah. navigate. Yeah, but it's. It definitely sucks. I'm like, or like they were sad, or this happened to them, and they told me, and now I feel really bummed about mm-hmm. it, and ugh, yeah. So if you see me, I'm not, I'm not being mean. I just, I just need you to approach me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you come to me, and we'll right. work it out. Right, and then like once I get closer to people, like people know that I'm crazy, and they're like, oh yeah, like Lo makes fun of us all the time, or like, cause in my head I think I'm the funniest person yeah. in the world. I'm like, oh, I'm hilarious. Yeah. Like, whatever like you guys love me because I'm funny right yeah but you just got to get to know me first <laughs> yeah so can I ask you where the name came from well yeah Lo so um my full name is Shaquille so I always was called Lo like even as a kid okay. like my family kind of had to sing where we all go by the last syllable of our name I don't know where it came from yeah. but it just has happened so Lo was always a thing um, but Dino came from, I just, like, growing up, I just always had an obsession with dinosaurs. And in high school, I had this Hot Topic backpack that uh-huh. had a dinosaur hood on it. Oh, my God. It was green. That's great. It was definitely during my scene days. <laughs> Girl, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wore, like, a u- like a school uniform with, like, this green hooded backpack with spikes and green chucks. We probably would have been best friends yeah. in high school because, like, literally me, like, I wore the studded, like, parachute pants yes. and, like... It was so, so, so bad. So bad. Like, seeing pictures, like, memories, I'm like, oh, no, I gotta delete that. Oh, my God, yes. I, I have some school pictures of, like, wearing my Invader Zim, like, sweater, like, hair in my eyes. Yeah. And that was when Hot Topic was dark. Like, yeah, no it's now, like, more it's fandom right? Like, yeah. I remember the first time going on Hot Topic a few years ago and just being like... Like, they have lights in here. Right? Oh, my God, The topic yes. was always dark. Yeah. It, like, like you could barely see, see. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I always just had that session. So, that dinosaur backpack kind of, like, my best friend started to call me Dino because of it. Mm-hmm. And when I was kind of, when I was trying to create a moniker, I didn't really want to go by my last name or anything. Yeah. And um, Dino just kind of seemed to, like, stick. Yeah. And it just sound. I don't know, I thought it sounds nice. Like, even, like, if you say Dino, I don't really mind if you say Dino or Dino, but I think Dino sounds a little better. Yeah. It rhymes a little better. Yeah. So that's kind of where it came from, just this weird obsession that I had as, as <laughs> growing like up. And I still really love dinosaurs. Like, I'll really, I'll still really get excited about Did you watch dinosaurs. The Land Before Time? Please? Yes. <laughs> I still want to eat a tree star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> still really want to eat a tree, a tree star. star. <laughs> Shark tooth. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of um Chomper from Land Before Time, mm-hmm. the little T-Rex, mm-hmm. like his little Friends for Dinner song. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it popped in my head randomly and it's been in my head for like the past week, like his little Friends for Dinner song. That's so like, funny. <laughs> like, I, it's, I love like talking about this stuff because it's things that I love but then like kind of forgot about yeah, or like exactly. shut down to like exactly. be a normal person. Yeah, so. I feel like the only dinosaur I probably like don't really like is Barney. See, I was obsessed with Barney until, like, the third grade. Yeah, exactly. I was, like, nine years old, and I still loved Barney. Yeah. I, I had... feel like that's probably around the same time, but I don't yeah. know. Like, BJ was cool. B- was it Bebop or whatever? B- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was cool, but Barney, I don't know. He just seemed really, like, mean. He seemed, like, very passive-aggressive. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to think back. I like shut that out of my mind. Yeah. Like, it was like blackout. Kids made fun of me so Blackout, passive aggressive Barney. Yeah. I remember, uh, this is so random, but I had like a, a Barney book or like a little magazine or something. I brought it to school and some kid was like, Barney's stupid. You like Barney? And I was just like, don't make fun of him. <laughs> Stop ending him. Yeah. And then ever since I was like, no, Barney's not cool. <laughs> Can't watch Barney ever again. Oh my god. I feel like so um funny. having like cuz my youngest sibling is like like 8 years different. Mm-hmm. That gave me an excuse to like watch little kid shows when yeah. I was like a teenager. I and I remember too. like me and my brother that's a year younger than me like binging out to really weird TV shows like uh-huh. um there was this one on Sprout called Pingu and it was like this claymation penguin and his family, but they didn't talk. They just made like these weird like honk noises. And that's how they talked. And Pingu, the penguin, was, like, super aggressive. And he would, like, always be slamming stuff and just be, like, wah, 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 like, screaming at his little sister. I just remember, like, us, like, being teenagers and being, like, why does this exist? And my mom being, like, why are you guys even watching this? And we're, like, because he's watching it. Yeah, know, right? Like, yeah. not because we like it or anything. Oh, totally not. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, that, that definitely was my childhood. I love it. Well, as we wrap up, um, I like to ask every guest three questions. Okay. Uh. Um, I promise. They're not scary. They're not scary. Um, So the first one is for people who don't really know Vegas or, you know, they're a tourist or an outsider or whatever, what would you want them to know? Oh, definitely follow Nothing To Do LV on Instagram. Yes. I always tell oh people there. God. I'm like, I don't have to tell you anymore, yeah. but you need to follow them on Instagram because they literally post everything, like mm-hmm. everything local based. Like if like no matter what kind of genre music you're listening to or food or event, like they're gonna be posting it. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want to be on the strip and deal with that, like they're gonna post an event that appeals to you for that day. Um, so yeah, do that and come downtown. Come downtown, chill with us, hang out with us. We have bookstores we have record stores we have pop and food and mm-hmm. music like don't bother with the strip yeah <laughs> Love it. you won't like the people <laughs> you won't like them mm. okay <laughs> we're, we're just a lot more cool down here yeah I would agree. <laughs> for sure um so when you're not on doing sets and you just like have the time to hang out or go out to eat or whatever where do you like to go Mm, I, I like to try out different spots every time, like different, uh-huh. like new local spots. Yeah. Um, so if I'm downtown, like in Fremont East area, um, Latai is really, really, really so good. good. Really good. Um, Flippin' Good Burgers has amazing onion rings. I'm a vegetarian mm. and they have like the best onion rings. I haven't tried their burgers yet. Um, Evil Pies Pizza is amazing. Like, oh my God. Like, okay, so like, Go to one of the bars downtown, drink up, dance it up, and then end your night with evil pie. Even if you're in your Uber eating evil pie, like, it's, no it's one of the best experiences. Yeah. Like, I probably have done that a million times. Really? <laughs> this year, probably That's alone. Great. And it's only March. Yeah, I went there for the very first time yesterday, and, like, oh my god. The first time? Oh, yeah. Their pizza's so good. Their vegan pizza, especially. I haven't tried it, but I had just good. a plain cheese slice. Yeah. And I will say, that is the best pizza I've yes. ever had. And I'm from Jersey and, like, the New York area, so right. we have a lot of pride in our pizza. But, like, that slice of pizza tastes so like good. it came from, like, New York City. 
Brooklyn. It's an experience every time. Like, the plain cheese, the vegan pizza, and then the ricotta pizza, the berry white. Oh, yeah. It's, like, my favorites. So hungry right, <laughs> right? now. <laughs> I, like, want to go there right yeah. now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dang it. Trying to not eat out so much. But, yeah. Like, if you're going to... So, go on Nothing to Do LV. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you want to do downtown. Do that. And then in your night with Evil Pie. And... You've had the perfect downtown night. You've had the perfect local downtown yeah. evening. <laughs> that's that's a great plan for people. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So well, where can people find you? So like your social media and yeah. any events that you want to plug? Um, you could find me everywhere at Lola Dino, L-O-T-H-E-D-I-N-O. That's my website, like all my social media, my SoundCloud, all the same thing. I made it easy for you. <laughs> um, and you can find me like in real life on Mondays at Veggie Nation Henderson, um, doing their meatless Monday from five to eight. Every Friday, I'm at the Sarah Lounge from ten to like two, three sometimes. Um, and then all my other events, you need to just follow me. Just follow me. We'll be friends. Yes. And we'll dance the night away. Yes. Because <laughs> you're missing out if you're not. Yeah, you are. You are. It's a really fun time. And I think I'm a good dancer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to come out to a show. Yes, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much. This no, was a lot of fun. You. It was a lot of fun.
Thank you so much to Lo Dino, not only for that snippet of one of her DJ sets, but for such a great interview. I would love if you guys go support her by following all of her social media links and finding her music, which you can find in the description box below. If you really want to have some fun tonight, you can go to her uh, free event at Sahara Lounge. It is Nowhere LV. Um, you can find more information out on the Instagram. Again, I will have a link down below that you can follow on the description. Let's give a quick shout out to Ferguson's for the tiny home recording studio, Chop808 for the theme music, and Abby Paulus for the graphic art. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram and all of my social media, which is always found below. And uh, if you have anybody you want to hear on the podcast, make sure you send me an email or DM me. And I will see you next Friday. Bye!